Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Remarkably Us, the podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Roan, sober gal living in Southern California, navigating the ins and outs of life. After what we'll call the great breakdown of 2019, I've been journeying through self-discovery, sobriety, trauma, divorce, relationships, all of the above. In this podcast, I'll have solo episodes where I talk about my life, the things that I am dealing with, have dealt with, and all the tools I've collected in maintaining a consistent environment for self-growth, love, and discovery. We'll also hear from others who are breaking barriers and climbing incredibly tough mountains. Get ready to get inspired and motivated to laugh and to cry, but most importantly, to love a little. Let's jump right into it. Happy Sunday, everybody. I love when I record these episodes and upload them right away, like on a Sunday. Sometimes I record them earlier in the week and, you know, then we'll just upload them on Sundays to, you know, stay on track. But I love when I sit down, record, and just upload them, you know, right at the same time on Sundays because it makes me feel so much closer to you guys. I don't know why, but I can kind of share my week as I'm reflecting on it and then talk about whatever newest shit show I'm dealing with. (laughs) Right. So two side notes about my week. Um, I ordered the gin um, what is it? Gin, whiskey, and tequila zero proof liquors from Ritual. And the other night I was doing some brainstorming for my book and I had a whiskey ginger and I'm air quoting whiskey ginger, right? And I was listening to nineties music and dancing around in my apartment in like a big t-shirt in my underwear. And it was so great to have like a brainstorming drink with no actual, no actual alcohol. It tasted amazing. I, it was on my story, but I'll put it in the episode notes, the brand of these liquors that I got. Um, I'm just, I'm so impressed with this brand. And for people that are sober curious, uh, sober, but still love a good mocktail, um, anyone that just wants to kind of cut back on their drinking or, you know, anything like that. These are so amazing. They taste really, really good. They add that little bit of the little spice to a mocktail and they're just, oh, I love them. I also, what else has, what else happened? I went on a date last night. It was really, it was great. I was in La Jolla. We had a lovely afternoon and then dinner. He's a little older than me. And I just really enjoyed my time with them. We had an early dinner, which is the perks of dating someone older is we spent like the afternoon together. Right. And then had dinner and caught the sunset, you know, right in La Jolla is just beautiful, right on the water. And then I was home by like nine. (laughs) That's that's my kind of night, right? Home by nine. I was snuggled up with my pup. You know, she's looking at me like, where the fuck have you been? (laughs) People are always like, dating is the worst. But when I think when you go into it with, if you go into it with the expectations of 
like you need to find your soulmate or the pressure to find the one or needing to find someone to kind of complete you. It takes all the fun out of it. I am at a point where, you know, for the first time, I don't feel like I need anybody. Um, and I am not in a place where I necessarily really want to seriously date. So I'm just enjoying dating. Um, I feel like people underestimate how fun casually dating can be. Um, it really is. I'm having a blast. So that was fun. He's definitely added to the roster. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. I'll keep you guys updated. Okay. So today I want to talk about productivity and balance. I swear I get all or the majority of my inspiration from listening to and reading Brene Brown's work. I think because especially listening to her podcast, it's on Spotify. It's called Unlocking Us. She also has the Dare to Lead podcast because she has the most incredible and inspiring and really just such interesting guests on that, you know, just add so much. And I pull really, really great information and just take away so much from her podcast and all of the different, you know, types of people that she has on there with her. She has a new episode about productivity that I was listening to, and it got me thinking about my own productivity and what that looks like coming out of COVID, right? I am now working 100% remote permanently. Like that will not change. I have the ability to go into the office when I want. Um, and so I go in every once in a while if I want like a little change of scenery, but my position is going to stay hundred percent remote. So with that, with working remote, with traveling, working while traveling, all of that, I want to talk about what I'm struggling with right now, what I'm doing slash what I will start doing to try to help. I've had a really stressful couple of weeks at work. I'm onboarding and things are starting to kind of fall into place, which means that a lot is being expected of me all the time. There was a period of time with work, kind of almost a lull in the last maybe five months where all of kind of the projects and all of this, you know, information that I had collected, all this data, everything was almost kind of held to a standstill because there just weren't resources available for me to really put my all into these things. So everything kind of was a little, you know, just a little bit at a standstill, all of my projects and everything that I've kind of been working on. And I really enjoy what I do. I feel like I'm in a great spot in my job. I'm just learning a ton. I'm responsible for a lot that goes on. So now that I have, you know, our staffing is back up, I've hired a few people. And so I now have the resources to really throw into all of this stuff that I've been trying to work on over the last, you know, year and a half. 
So now I'm now all of that is like, okay, so what do you, you know, now what I'm responsible for a lot that goes on and I take leadership roles really well. My family, my mom, my dad, my brother, we're all leaders and take on responsibility very well. My dad was really successful. My mom is extremely successful. My brother is in the army and just continues to kick ass. He just graduated from ranger school and is going to airborne school next week. I'm so proud of him. We are natural leaders. We take charge very well and very easily. We're very assertive and enjoy being in a position of leadership. It happens with us and, and we, we enjoy that and we do it very well. Now, this can also be, a, I wouldn't want to say a bad thing, but it can have negative effects because then it's like, I put these expectations on myself to live up to this, to do these extraordinary projects and submit everything early and really do the absolute best at every single fucking thing that I do, which causes burnout. So something that I've been working on lately as we're coming out of COVID is balance. During COVID, I was working all day, every single day, because while there was nothing else to do, I really wasn't doing a whole lot. I think that the 10 months that I was literally going a million miles an hour with work is still affecting me. I don't want to, I don't want to do that again. I was exhausted. And I was playing that game of like, I'm so tired because I was working till 11 last night. And then getting that, like, wow, you work so hard or you work so much. You're such a hard worker. That almost feels good, right? It's, it's like a little stroke to your ego. It's addicting almost, or, okay, maybe it's, maybe just me because I get addicted to everything, right? (laughs) No, but, you know, and then with this brand and the last three or four months of doing this as well, things have opened back up. I, you know, so work, I have this brand, things have opened up. I'm dating. I'm spending time with friends. I feel like I should be doing it all right. I'm like, it finally, it kind of just like hit me. It's summer. I am like, I was locked away for all this time. I want to do it all. And I'm struggling to find that balance in it all. So I'm getting, so that I'm getting the right things done when they need to be done. That's important here. It's being productive in a way that makes sense for you. And also includes that time for your family, friends, fun, relationships, spirituality in your way. So obviously the way that I plan my week won't work for the next person. It's finding that sweet spot, right? I have talked in the past about my incessant need to plan. Am I saying that right? Incessant need to plan. So planning is not the issue here. I'll plan the shit out of anything. If you called me at 7 a.m. and said, I have no plans for the day, if I didn't either, right? So say me and and on a friend had zero plans for an entire day and they said, I'll do whatever, but I want it planned out 
every minute of the day from right now till bedtime. I would lose my mind. I'm talking highlighters, notebooks, <laughs> post-its, the glue gun. I don't, we're pulling out all the craft supplies and you're going to have a planner delivered to you for the day in an hour and it'll be pink and covered in glitter and we'll have the most amazing day. So planning, all right, not necessarily something that I, that I have, that I struggle with, but now I'm running into, okay, we have a lot going on. Work is busy. I need to do A, B, C, D, E, et cetera. How the fuck do I do that? And still get that okay, everything's open again. I want to be living my life and doing all these things. How do I, how do I take a step back and prioritize what the fuck actually needs to happen? So I'll put these to-do lists together at the end of the week on Sunday. Sunday's my day to plan out the next week, figure out, you know, what I'm going to be doing, kind of look at work, what's going on, yada, yada. And I've noticed that all of these things on my to-do list aren't getting crossed off. They're getting moved over to the next week because I'm biting off more than I can chew. On my website, under the mindset tab, there's a blog called The Subtle Art of Planning that I wrote, which gives a little bit of a dive into the planner that I use and how I plan my weeks out. And what I've noticed myself doing is I have all these amazing, big, grand ideas and thoughts and projects. But what I struggle with is the breakdown of them. Breaking them down into bite-sized pieces that are manageable and things that I can actually accomplish. Understanding what my limits are and prioritizing is what leads to better productivity. When, when I think of this and when I try to wrap my mind around, like, why am I doing this? What comes into play here is perfectionism and this pedestal that people around me, people, my entire life and myself have put me up on. I am a great employee, a great boss, a hard worker. I'm in shape. I'm mindful. I'm caring. I'm supportive. I'm a good friend. All of these things that I try to just absolutely 100% overachieve at every single week. And I end up setting myself up for failure because I can't physically or mentally get to it all. And then I beat myself up over it because I, you know, then I sit with my to-do list on Sunday and I'm like, look at all this shit that I didn't cross off. What the fuck? Um, yeah, I don't know, because maybe you have write a book <laughs> written on your list and you have called this person, call this person. You were supposed to call, you know, you thought you were going to call 20 people. You thought you were going to do all these things. Of course you weren't able to get to it all. And then I sit and I look at these lists and I'm like, how the fuck am I going to do this all? And then my mind is swirling. And then it's hard for me to sit and focus. For example, 
with work, my team collects a lot of data from chart auditing that they do and ED visits and things like that. And I'm supposed to put the summary together, right? Collect all of that data, find the trends, look at root cause, and then figure out what to do with that information. So I'll put something like data work on my to-do list. Well, all of the data that I have to look at would take weeks to get through. Like if I was just doing that, if I didn't have constant emails, right? Meetings, phone calls. If I didn't have a staff that I was responsible for, if I didn't have all of that and could just sit down and just focus on this, it would still take me weeks to get through it. So I find myself, right, going in kind of circles and not focusing on these small things, you know, or these things because they're just too big. What I need to do is say this week, summarize and graph pediatric well visit data. I mean, this is like one small thing on my entire week work list, work, work week list, (laughs) but that is so much more manageable because I could actually cross that off. I feel like I have to live up to what I've done in the past, but that's not productive because things are different now. I have other things that I have to focus on that I didn't have to focus on six months ago, a year ago. So I have to shift my priorities so that I can really focus on what, so my productivity can be focused on the necessities. Data work could go into my priority list for the week, you know, so, okay, on my priority work list, working on my data is a priority to take a smaller portion of that, right. On a to-do list, like, you know, on my smaller than to-do list, right. Because of course I have my priority list and then my main to-do list and then my smaller to-do list. <laughs> so data work could go on my priority list. And then my smaller to-do list would be summarizing graph pediatric well visit data. Another example, I started writing a book and it's, I know, right? Oh my God, I started writing a book. And instead of book work (laughs) on my to-do list, I started doing things like, okay, outline graph for book, okay? Intro for book, chapter names, and kind of so on and so forth, right? Taking these big things and breaking them down into manageable pieces. What happens when I have these big, huge to-dos and then inevitably can't cross them off is then I'll beat myself up for it. Work out seven days a week, (laughs) probably not going to happen. Four or five is better for how my life and my ankle is looking. So I think learning how to prioritize and making sure a hundred percent, especially now that things are, are going back to, I wouldn't even say normal because nothing looks the same, but 
things are opening back up. It's summer. Oh my gosh. All I want to do is go sit at the beach for a few days, go to brunch here, go shopping here, see this person, see that person, go to dinner here. There are things that need to get done. And outside of that, making sure that you set aside the set time aside for yourself. We don't need to be going 5 million miles an hour. We don't need to be working 16 hour days. You do need to see friends and see family and have a life, a fulfilled one. And I really believe that sticking to a routine to make sure that you're getting your meditations in, your yoga, your stretching, your workouts, whatever it is that sets your week up for success so that you can have a meaningful and manageable week. At the end of the day, and then again, at the beginning of the day, what I've started to do is look at my to-do list, right? For that day and think, okay, what needs to get done? What am I okay with moving to, with, with moving to tomorrow if I don't get to it? And also what do I need to do to make sure that I'm present and not too overwhelmed? Because yeah, I have these like grand, grand things that I really, really, really want to accomplish. I have an entire book that I'm writing. I have a full-time job that's really, really demanding. I have this brand that's like my baby. This is something that I love putting energy into. And all of these things really require work. They require attention and they're huge to do's with jobs in general, right? I, you know, I don't know a lot of people that can sit down, you know, at work and start and finish what they need to in, in a work day. A lot of jobs aren't like that. It's kind of like, you get done what you can get done and then the rest happens tomorrow. So prioritizing, I think helps kind of limit that overwhelming stress, taking, looking at the big picture of what you need to get done. Okay. I need to do these big things. How can I break these down into smaller necessities? The things that absolutely smaller things that need to get done. And then once those get done, then take a look again, because it also changes. I'm learning that, that what I, I can't sit on Sunday and write my entire to-do week, to-do list for the week ahead because shit changes. That's why it, I, for me personally, I find it so much better to kind of at the end of the day, wrap up, spend a half an hour, wrap things up, what needs to happen tomorrow. and then. At the beginning of the day, when I sit down, taking that first 15, 20 minutes to kind of, again, after you've been, you know, stepped away from work for a little bit. Okay. What do I need to get done today? This to-do list that's 25 things long is only going to stress me out because there's not a fucking chance that I can get to all of this today. So what can I take? Let me pick two because let's be realistic with all of the phone calls and all of the meetings and all of the Zooms and all of the Skypes and all of the, you know, managing a staff, 
I'm picking two fucking things. And I'm like, if we check these off, we're good. And we'll reassess tomorrow. That's how I am learning that I am so much more productive because it's just easier on me. I'm easier on myself to not think that I have to accomplish this and then be like, you know, a mess at the end of the day. Cause I feel like I've done nothing. So I guess be kind to yourself, bite off things that are manageable for you to do every day. And I think we all have ourselves up on pedestals from, you know, everyone around us. I see this a lot also with moms. I see this with, it's almost like you, you know, we need to put this, have this display of right. How, you know, great of a mom you are and you've done, I baked 300 cookies (laughs) for this event, or I, you know, I'm taking my kid here. I'm taking my kid there and I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And you know, and then, you know, I've seen a lot of, a lot of parents I know kind of beat themselves up and think, and they're not doing enough every day. You're doing 5 million things for your child, right? I mean, it's just, it's taking ourselves off of this pedestal that we put ourselves on because that perfectionism game that, you know, Um, I have to stay in this shape. Um, I've been told that I was athletic my whole life. So I have to be athletic, bringing yourself down from that pedestal, removing all of that outside shit, right? What do I need? What do I need in my day today? What can I actually accomplish? That might be one thing that might be two things and that's okay. But having these small, small steps. I love that image of, of a ladder and it's a two-sided and on one side, you have a person climbing a ladder and there's like a million, 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 like little, uh, pegs <laughs> steps, how a million little steps. Right. And then on the right side, you know, there's the ladder and it's like four giant, you know, there's huge gaps between, and the person can't reach the, um, you know, can't reach that first step. That is how I try to view honestly, every single day. Like if I can accomplish these really small things every single day, if I can take little pieces of these ginormous you know, tasks that I have, I will get there just the same, you know, and making sure that I'm okay. And I remember that each little step is, does not mean that I'm lazy. It does not mean that I am not achieving anything. It means that I'm actually living my life in a way that allows me to complete all of these things that I need to be doing, right? It's taking that pressure off of making these huge, ginormous leaps and bounds as a employee, as a boss, people, 
you know, that our parents as, you know, moms, as dads, as friends, as whatever it in a partnership, you know, in your brand, in your career, it's taking the pressure off of feeling like we have to make those humongous strides. Like I need to have this humongous, you know, this extreme presentation done for tomorrow. No, if I have this one piece of data put together and summarized in a way where I can take it to my leadership and talk to them about it and work on next steps, that is enough. You know, it's enough. Okay. I'm on, I'm on a soapbox. <laughs> I think that's it. Um, I think that's all. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. As always, I just find it incredible that I can sit and record myself ramble on about the you know shit that I am doing in my life and people actually listen to it and enjoy listening to me. What a fucking trip. If you want some additional content or want to reach out, follow me on Instagram at remarkably underscore us. You can also check out my website, remarkablyus.com for all my blogs, information and episode links all on how to live your most remarkable life possible. New episodes air every Sunday. New blogs are posted almost every Wednesday. (laughs) Feel free to reach out to me anytime with any questions. If you think this episode would help anyone, please share, be kind, and never, ever forget how wildly capable you are. Till next time. Bye.